0: okay hello welcome to episode 126 of sack king's therapy uh we coming we are coming to you right after the hornets game and do we do we win this game or do we lose this game oh we won <laughs> so yeah uh, with me to talk about it um fong
1: oh whoa great win indeed and uh, my prediction's all wrong now
0: I had no clue why I opened the show like that. That was a weird, uh, weird brain fart and uh, basically tried to, my best to dig myself out of it. But uh, anyways, the, well, you know, the Kings did not have to dig themselves out of this game. Huh? How about that transition? That's how, you, that's how you dig yourself out of a shitty transition, right? Uh-oh. Anyways, anyways. So the Kings basically came out firing uh, in the first quarter, six for nine from three, 10 of 14 overall. And they basically opened the game up on a 41-22 lead. And they ended the quarter 9 for 15 from 3. It was crazy like how good they were shooting. Um, one person I do want to shout out from the Hornets is Smith. Like for years, this man has been torturing the Kings. Because he's just one of those guys where you never want to double team him. But you really can't guard him one-on-one. And especially if you're the Kings, you don't have a lockdown defender to just like slow him down. Well, the Kings finally seemed, for the first time in history, have an ish stopper in out Mitchell. Just wanted to quickly shout that out.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he was kind of that kind of player that was going to kill us or kill any of our runs, to be honest. Uh, I thought after that uh, first uh, field goal he made, that was done. I thought we were done. But nope, at that point, we were probably like 20 points ahead, so it didn't really matter
0: um so let's move on to the second quarter um so i'm not gonna go over like quarter by quarter but i do want to bring up the fact so kings would look like they were just gonna keep keep basically opening up the lead but then it got a little tight when there was just some god-awful calls like back-to-back against the Kings. And again, I don't want to talk about the refs too much, but this one, this did stand out. And mind you, the, the refs were pretty bad on both sides. It's not like the Hordes, like benefited. like They benefited from some bad calls, but Kings also benefited, benefited from some bad calls. But we're a Kings podcast. So we're only going to talk about the Kings this one. Um, there was an offensive foul. It was one of the worst offensive fouls I've ever seen Called. So Fox drives to the basket. I don't have the guy's name. Uh, let me see. let me look him up real quick. Not Martin. It's uh, something Richards. So Nick Richards. OK, <laughs> uh, Nick Richards. Um, basically, he uh, Fox drives at Nick Richards. Both of them jump up and there's a bit of a co- collision, but it's not really that much contact at all. And somehow it gets called an offensive foul on De'Aaron. and De'Aaron gets his third foul. Right after that, um, Hornets come down, come down the court. Lamelo ba- basically kind of forces a forces kind of a running hook shot layup thingy, and gets a foul call on Davion. And on review, there was no real contact. And yeah, that, but both of those fouls were th- were the th- their third foul. So basically. At the 5:15 mark, Fox had three fouls and Davion had three fouls. And if you're wondering why didn't why didn't Luke challenge either of those calls, he did challenge the Davion one, and somehow it was still ruled a foul. Apparently, something about uh um, something about Davion kind of having his arm it like in Lamelo, but I don't know. I kept watching the replay; it did not look like a foul.
1: <sighs> Sadly, I didn't or wasn't able to watch this first half this great first half but uh, man uh, even towards the third quarter which we'll go over later uh, it seems like the refs were almost as bad as the last game and uh, it wasn't uh, there was no Tony um, what's his last name? Tony Brothers Tony Brothers I, that's, that name's going to be ingrained in my head because I don't want to ever see him again a reffing our team which eventually we will have to encounter him.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, especially if the Kings like end up being good. Yeah, we're gonna be seeing him a lot in the playoffs because uh, he is infamous for this kind of stuff. And I cannot find the uh, the ref the ref people. Or, yeah, the ref crew for this game. So, but it 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 felt like a Tony Brothers' s kind of game. And yeah, I, I don't want to bring it up too much because usually it evens out. Like the calls I'm mean. being and it kinda did, so I'm not gonna harp on it too much, but it was really ugly. That also kinda led to some, you know, what the only thing the Kings did bad this game was that they did turn over a lot. The foul calls seemed to bother the Kings just a teeny bit, like during that stretch, and the league got down to, I I wanna say around 12. It it did get close, but for a while it looked kinda bad, like really bad, a lot of bad turnovers, and it led to scores on the other end. By the way, the Hornets are a good offense; they're just not a good defense. And it basically we saw all we saw everything the Hornets had to offer this game, essentially.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, during the game, we played just enough defense to you know stay uh, keep them put, pretty much. And uh, you know, it's pretty much, in my opinion, offense versus offense game throughout <laughs> the four quarters.
0: Yeah. The uh, moving on to the second half, like the game actually got kind of close when the Hornets just started getting hot, like in particular um, Gordon Hayward. He had 15 points in the third. Just he, I think he, he had two straight. I think he had three threes, like two of them straight to get them back. Mm-hmm. And the lead did get precariously close. I think it got to around 12 or 14 and it, it looked a little shaky. But then the Kings kind of was able to kind of hold strong. I think we went into the fourth with about a 14 or 16 point lead. And in the fourth, the Kings just kind of opened it up. And you can credit that mostly to Davion and Buddy just launching threes and nailing them, kind of crushing the hopes. And finally, I can say it, they went for the kill. They had a team teetering on the edge and they pushed them off and they pushed them off. Uh, they finally didn't fall.
1: I know. Finally. And uh, hopefully we keep this up because, you know, this is the kind of games that I want to be watching the Kings. This is a very white well, consistent offensive game uh, defense. You know, these it, a little tweaking, but overall, Everyone played a, their role, and uh, I mean, pretty much played a great ball game.
0: And I guess another guy, you know, we gotta talk about on the Hornets like Mason Plumley. D- don't forget that in the summer, like one of the teams that was rumored to go after Rashawn because they had the cap space was the Hornets. But instead, they decided to go the go another route and trade for Mason Plumley instead, and that basically took them out of the Rashawn sweepstakes. And thank you, Hornets, because Mason (laughs) Buckley was not was not good this game. He was pretty. I mean, he got into really bad foul trouble. And again, the the refs were pretty bad. So, you know, know, I guess that sucks for him. But ultimately, man, I'm glad they didn't go for Rashawn. Because you can you imagine this team with Rashawn? Like, I mean, talk about all offense. Like, that's all the offense you can, like, put out there. Um, It'd
1: be ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I don't know if you remember another blowout. The last blowout I really remember was when we played the Thunder last year. Like, it's been a while, right?
1: The last rememberable one, I, I gotta say, because, yeah, most of the games is either we can't come back to anything in the fourth, or we get super close and, you know, somehow end high. So yeah, it has been a pretty long while.
0: The only other one that popped into my mind was like one of the Warriors games that like uh, I think Fox score 44 and we absolutely destroyed them. It, it was one without Steph and I don't think I had Draymond either. So like that. So like if you look at those two teams like the Thunder and the and the Warriors without Steph and Draymond, those are essentially G League teams. This was not a G League team. This was a team with legitimate talent. And but they are still young and they're still trying to figure it out. I mentioned to you, um, mentioned to you earlier. Uh, it's something I heard from you know Casey and some and a little bit from James Ham as well. This Hornets team has shades of the Kings from last year, where they're a high-powered offense, but they are bad on defense.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking about, I was about to ask you, would you rather have Bismack or? Uh whatchamacallit uh mason (laughs) Plumley, on the hornets team
0: i mean at this point like mason Plumley was really (laughs) was really bad this game so i'm actually tempted to just say you might want bismack i guess honestly i don't know i'm surprised bismack's not on the team like somebody signed him to a minimum like yeah i I, i'd
1: give him five years if i were the hornets of course or five years not five years i meant to say five mil five years do we hand out five-year contracts anymore <laughs> uh, uh i meant to say five mil a year but yep slipping already
0: yeah like you know kings could always use another center you never know but
1: oh no i was get... talking about the hornets
0: i know i'm just i'm just yeah. saying King, kings would always use another center
1: oh yeah i mean we yeah. haven't seen Kate if... oh he,
0: he dominated in the g league today and stopped oh, it really? apparently okay yeah can't wait to see him uh, yeah hopefully we get some of kata because he's on a two-way he can play up here but again we have like ten thousand centers like we man oh we we saw damian jones today I, I really wanted a damian jones smash at the rim but instead we we get we got a we got a met two three so like you know that's something
1: no mm. oh, yeah 22 uh three points so that's our
0: that's, that's our, a that's a king's record yep
1: yeah, franchise record, yeah.
0: yeah. We shot twenty-two of forty-four. and if you guys don't want to do the math, that is fifty percent from three. <laughs> we made <laughs> twice the amount of threes that the Hornets did. It's it was pretty insane. We could not miss from three. Oh yeah. Uh let, let's get to the player shout outs this game. So let's start with De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron looks to be a lot better now. Like he seems to be getting more comfortable. He had some ugly jump shot misses like he's he's like playing more under control he's getting into the mid-range he has some beautiful finishes like he he's looking more and more like himself now
1: oh yeah I mean it seems like he's progressing each and every day to be honest I mean defense wise I mean he's always been great but you know suspect calls from the refs kind of keep him away uh offenses wise yeah man I. I still can't believe we got him. <laughs> I say that with Tyrese, I'm going to say this with uh, da- Davion. Yep,
0: yeah, and also, like, he's he just looks really under control. Granted, it is a sh- absolute shit defense he went up against, but, like, <laughs> he, lo- he was really under control, and he ended up getting uh, nine assists this game and only, what, one turnover? That's Oh, no, three. Yeah, two turnovers, sorry. But, like, he was playing under control and, like, nine assists and two turnovers. I'll take that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, another guy that I want to... um, Of course, I got to shout out. Like, Tyrese was great this game. I looked at his stats and were shocked at how pedestrian it looked. 14 points, 5 assists, 3 rebounds, and only 1 steal. But he was everywhere. And he just... He controlled the game so well, like, you know, and, the, and during the stretches, like, where um, De'Aaron was out, he was the maestro out there. He, he would just create some sort of open shot for somebody. Like, he had, I think, like, two or three possessions of where he uh, p- threw a pass to shot, And then one where the, the Kings managed to milk the entire 24 seconds or like you know use up the all 24 seconds to try and get a shot and he was able to create a wide open three for buddy that stemmed and stemmed a run that stopped a run from uh the hornets like he was just out there orchestrating like a master
1: yeah i'm kind of surprised he didn't get a double double it felt like yeah like you said he contributed so much in terms of plays and also you know his readings and deflections and steals as well
0: So like, that's the mark of like a very of like a impactful player that the box score just doesn't capture because he does a lot out there. He got a lot of deflections and just again was just orchestrating out there. Like, but you look at his stats, 14 points again, only five is only 14 points and five assists. Like I was shocked when I saw that yeah like Halliburton's looking more comfortable Fox is looking more comfortable like the if the Kings keep this up this is going to be really really good going forward
1: oh yeah I let's see what our next game's going to be against I was going to say the Spurs but that's our last game
0: I was I was going to say excuse Fong for sniffing that cocaine (laughs) what (laughs) Uh, yeah well I got the sniffles too so yeah.
1: Oh, that was, that was my teeth. <laughs>
0: that was your teeth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, it's but, like it's, so it's Indiana. Oh. Yeah, Indiana on Sunday.
1: <laughs> 3 so, p.m.
0: Yeah. again. I'm actually a little worried about that. Last time we had a 3 p.m. game, or 12 p.m. game, actually, it was a disaster. <laughs> it was a disaster. It, yeah, it
1: was. And sadly, I will not be here to watch that. Because I'm going to a Niners game.
0: Yeah. So you told me last time how much how much parking was. Um, how much was parking this time?
1: Well, I just noticed uh, what call it? The parking situation uh, through Ticketmaster through for you know the I guess quote unquote the official watts for the Niners. I saw the retail was sixty dollars. Okay. Uh, when I checked to see if they have any parking, there was resale parking. So the resale, the cheapest one was $80. And it could go upwards to, I believe it was like 120 I think, for the tailgating uh, parking. Amazing. So I don't know if this is like how, uh, whatchamacallit, Niners fans spend their money on parking but i'm gonna take the white rail to the game
0: yeah um needless to be say i will not be at that game so i will be around to actually review this game uh afterwards um so you enjoy your 49ers game and hopefully it's not a waste because last time i remember guys were out there in the in the in you know the, the storm that was yeah, like few, it was, was it last week i think <laughs> two weeks ago I did two weeks ago in the storm and they played like shit so hopefully it's not that kind of game for you
1: uh projecting the weather so far it seemed normal so no rain at least
0: well prayers up everyone prayers up to fall so to have a great 49ers game He's gonna he, that I imagine he paid a lot of money to see that, and he does not want to see Jimmy G do some dumb shit like he did last week, two weeks uh, ago. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm in the nosebleeds, of course, can't can't afford the shade the shade inside of the stadium. Uh, what well, I don't know. I don't know why they don't build a roof. I don't know. Who tells?
0: Yeah, what I, I did I didn't get that. It's like you guys. I, I, I remember saying like you guys don't have a roof. You guys actually have to sit out there in the rain, and people still showed up. Mm-hmm. I w- I was I was uh, shocked to say the least. I I mean I consider myself a very passionate basketball fan. I would not have gone to that Kings game, like if it... <laughs> in Golden One, because it, the storm was so bad outside. These dudes are out there in the Bay Area where the storm was actually worse, and they were sitting out there there in the rain again to watch a shit football game because they lost to the, but the Colts.
1: Uh, I, I forgot. Dang, it's been. a it's been a minute, but yeah, not not the greatest, but you know it's whatever you know keeps the Niners in the bay. I guess. Uh, do you have Do you actually remember the Undertaker entrance when uh, they play, or they uh, had the WrestleMania at Levi's?
0: Uh, I remember it was in the day, so it was like really weird. Like the yeah, sun was still like, out.
1: It, it was like actually it was what you it was it was pretty I think decently. Anyway. I forgot what time uh Undertaker came out, but it, it just didn't work right.
0: <laughs> I, I just remember it was like you know, you could see the sun like earlier in the show and then by the main event you could find like you could see finally see the sunset. It was it was pretty cool. Very good good main event like you know you had your first roman versus brock with the seth Cashin who after after he stole the title had to stand out in this on the stage for what felt like 2000 years (laughs) doing the same pose
1: yeah just turning around and all that man
0: anyways that's uh, that's uh, that's a lot about uh, the 49ers and uh wrestling but l- let's get let's get back to shouting out our guys um so uh, buddy and Davion hit back to back they hit they were they had two possessions where they hit back to back threes and then they did it again where basically they were the ones that essentially broke the game open and ended the game in the fourth quarter like just huge threes and you know you gotta sh- we- we've given buddy a lot of and first I didn't feel like it. He shot 17 threes this game. Didn't make eight. But like, I was just like, man, he is just launching these threes. But, you know, like, unlike last year, he's hitting the open ones. So I, I'm okay with most of the shots he, he took. There were a lot of like sidestep sidestep uh, threes that he took that were really contested that I didn't love. But mm. guess what? In this game, it, it went down.
1: Oh, yeah, especially the ones who uh, he shot over, like, contested. It's, I don't, I mean, you know, I don't have too much faith in Buddy, but, you know, I'm just throwing that uh, comment away because he just proved me wrong. Felt like he was, like, uh, pretty much 100% accuracy in the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah, basically. And also, we got to shout out Davion. He had he was four for five from three and was just, you know, like, you know, he's going to play defense. He actually guarded LaMelo. And, like, basically anytime anyone got hot, like Gordon Hayward got hot, like, in the th- third quarter, guess what? Put Davion on him and they won't pass the ball to him ever again, basically. <laughs> like, you know, he's out there playing defense. And whenever you could get any sort of offense from him, like, that's a huge bonus. And he had a great game. You know shout out to davion rashad holmes 23 points 20 rebounds
1: oh yeah that's a that's a great sound oh
0: yeah gobbled yeah. up just about every single rebound out there and just yeah like he's he's a it just seems like if you if we play against a really bad team or bad defensive team like the hornets he's gonna eat that shit up and he did this game also had seven free throws Uh, only made five but like he he managed to foul out like mason plumbly pretty quick i think i think he got his fifth foul like literally a minute into the third quarter Uh, miles (laughs) i mean like yeah he was just beasting and feasting out there and you know like he and like the synergy with him and Halliburton, like it seems to be getting it seems to be getting better as well so like yeah he just he was just basically everywhere for the kings
1: oh yeah definitely
0: and then, of course, we got to get to Mr. Old Reliable. Harrison Barnes kind of had a more, a more, I, I guess, a, a more typical Harrison Barnes stat line. 3 for 8 from the field, 2 for 6 from 3. However, he still have, he's, he had 14 points and 10 rebounds and 4 assists. That's actually pretty big, too. But the main thing that really stands out to me that's definitely different from last year, free, he's getting to the free throw line a lot. And he had 7 free throws this game. And all of those free throws felt like they came at a crucial point because he's getting, you know, like the Kings were reeling at certain points. I I say reeling, they were up double digits, but like it looked like the Horns were trying to make a run. But anytime they started making a run, Harrison Barnes was there to do something like to get fouled, hit free throws or just, you know, just out there doing stuff. Like, we don't talk about him much. And, his, and again, his stats don't really pop out. Like, if, you know, if you're not watching the game, but he was there, like, throughout the game.
1: Yeah, Mr. Reliable. I mean, man, I-, I need to rewatch some of those um, uh, fouls he got because, oh, uh, man, I-, I don't know where we're going to go from here
0: but yeah like he you know he's he's just a quiet guy that does his job and you know he's been kind of like the I guess the uh the the mantle uh, i guess he's been the guy that's always going to be consistent there he's always going to do something out there even though it's not going to sh- even though it's not like you know obvious to the to the naked eye and of course doesn't really show up on a box score but he's been a big reason why the kings like you know with DeAaron struggling and like with a lot of the other guys struggling he's been kind of the beacon of light that's kind of hope held up the team for you know much of the season thus far and hopefully he keeps it up because i mean if if he keeps it up like you know again he might. Be having an all-star bid, and yeah, again, that would be a great story.
1: Oh yeah, can't wait for that time.
0: Okay, well, that's it. That's all I have for this um this game. Like again, great, great game from the Kings. They were able to blow. They were like, this was one of those games I was really scared of because the Hornets are a team that plays hard, and in past years, like if th- these guys just come in and just kind of push the Kings around but instead like the kings actually pushed back this time they were not they were not afraid and they basically just stood up these guys and was able to outlast them towards the end
1: Mm -hmm. well can't wait for oh wait what am i saying i'm not even gonna be watching the next game sadly can't wait when i see the next game
0: (laughs) well i i guess i can't wait for the pacers game not that excited to see the Pacers, so I'm not. Just, yeah, but yeah, I'm glad. I'm happy to. Well, I'll be here to talk about the uh, Pacers game on Sunday, while you are out there in 49ers land.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you gotta be excited for the Kings,
0: right? I mean, it is against the Pacers. I mean, yeah. I mean, who who excites you on the Pacers? That's not some bonus. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were gonna say sub bonus. <laughs>
1: miles turner oh wow! i i
0: almost <laughs> forgot he was on the team i, I would have said malcolm brogdon but like he's not an exciting player they're not an exciting team they do have a new coach and rick Carlisle seems to have him playing a certain way but as far as i know they're not doing like real hot which all uh, which i hate to be that guy but like that almost makes me worried more because Like they might take the Pacers lightly and Kings have had a history of taking these, taking these kinds of games lightly and getting punched in the mouth. But so far, they've proven that they're, they're just like, they're going to play, they're going to play hard and play the right way on defense. And they're not going to completely lie down. Like, even if they get punched in the mouth, they can actually punch back now. Mm -hmm. Pacers are three and seven right now. Yeah, they're not doing great. I think they just got Levert back, which is good for them. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I like Levert.
1: I totally forgot about that.
0: Okay, well, that's it for the Kings section. I do want to highlight something really quickly. On a, yeah, decently quickly from the wrestling world. So it seems like there was another uh, set of releases. Um, this time, all, I guess surprising with some of the names that I'm seeing. So I'm gonna name a few. I'm just gonna name like a few, and I want to just k- get your five-second reaction. I-, I don't know, but uh, like, so, um, sorry, what?
1: Oh no, I was just saying I have not seen the releases yet, so this is gonna be new to me.
0: Okay, so one, so I'm gonna start with Keith Lee. He's been released. Really? Yes, Keith Lee has been released, and I, I'm sorry, I'm more happy for Keith Lee in this situation than I'm sad for, because, um, uh, you know, full disclosure, like I, when I first heard about these releases, I'm, I, my first thought was like, all oh, these guys will be fine, like they'll be able to find jobs, like these guys are insanely talented people. If if you're a, a wrestler that can get to the wwe chances are you're you're insanely talented and you have a, a decent resume mm-hmm. so like that you'll be able to find work just about anywhere and for the most part for these names that we do know yeah for sure that is definitely the case Keith Lee will find another place that's going to want to AEW, um but like you, you look lower down the card. Some of the NXT guys that they that they released that were legit, legitimate developmental guys. Those guys might have a hard time uh, finding jobs. And I hope, I I wish the best for these guys because, like, the wrestling t- business is a, is a tough industry, and you need to put a lot of work into it before it pays off. But I do wish the best for all these released wrestlers. As for like guys like Heathley, they'll be fine.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I'm hoping. To be honest, they don't go to AEW because AEW has just too much talent, in my opinion. I, I mean, I don't
0: know where else he would go. Like, I guess go to Impact, but I I wouldn't mind seeing him in AEW.
1: Mm. Oh, we shall see.
0: All right, I uh, hope you do know this name, Carrion Cross.
1: Carrion Cross, I'm gonna search.
0: So he was the NXT champion that famously got beaten by Jeff Hardy for no reason. Uh, and, and, if you're wonder, and if you're wondering, he had an undefeated streak at NXT. And he just randomly lost to Jeff Hardy for no reason.
1: Okay, I see. And, and he...
0: Did, oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: Did he move up to the main roster? He did. Oh, wow. So I, <laughs> to be honest, I don't, I don't remember
0: him too much well you haven't watched so i don't know what you remember (laughs) but uh like he's a guy that like like uh, do you have a picture of him right now yes i do like doesn't he look like a vince mcmahon guy
1: i mean big six four geez okay big muscular pretty much uh, not gonna lie his body looks like randy Orton. just the head is not randy Orton.
0: yeah okay so I'm, I'll show you his uh, his or it, it, or if you or if you want to um, or no, I'll, I'll show you later his entrance. The first time I saw his entrance in, in NXT, I said that's a fucking superstar right there. That's a, that is gonna that is gonna be a world champion one day. Mm, okay. And for whatever reason, it just see, he just never worked and they kept trying to like th- the main roster in particular. The main roster, the NXT handled him perfectly. I thought. But, like, the main roster just fucked him up so badly. And I don't even know how they did it.
1: Like, how? <laughs>
0: it, well, they, they, first of all, got rid of his girlfriend for whatever reason. Oh, and, okay. again, made him lose for no reason. Oh, and then okay. the way they... Fi- I'll show you the entrance of how awesome it was in NXT. And then what they did in the main, on the main roster, it just made him look like such a scrub and then there's like the weird ass booking decisions it, i don't know what the hell the main roster is doing and it, honestly it doesn't it doesn't speak well to the main roster and where nxt is heading now like it's it's like you know the nxt that we know and loved that's not there anymore that's gone
1: oh man huh well i guess we'll see
0: okay next next person i, w- I want to just quickly move over is this this episode's gonna drive on um, yeah yeah so uh next one naya jacks
1: uh, uh that's too bad i mean what you might call it she's she's pretty old i thought and also you know they haven't done too much of her story besides you know yeah i guess not much right
0: yeah you're right she's 37 i thought she was a lot younger actually but yeah but like she, you know, she's always had a bad reputation of being a dangerous worker. She's actually injured a lot of players, or not played, a lot of wrestlers in the past, and um, she got to actually a really weird spat with uh, with Charlotte in a match, no less, uh, about I think about a, a month or two ago. Like she's she's had issues, like, and I I was just surprised because she's been able to survive all these controversies, and for whatever reason, she she they just decided to release her now. And apparently one of the reported reasons what just one it's not the only reason why she was uh, released but apparently she was unvaccinated as well that was one of the reasons that went into um releasing her
1: Ah, uh, i see uh, that's too bad i mean i don't
0: know do you think she'll find another uh, wrestling job or do you think she's she retired? she's actually tricky i don't know I think I again. I think people who make it to the uh, make it to the big leagues, if you will, like make it WWE, for the most part, will be able to find work. Like I think Braun Strowman is about to get back into the wrestling business. Okay. I think she'll go. I think she'll go. She'll go something lo- along the lines of Braun Strowman. I think Impact will be willing to take her. Um, you know, her her attitude and reputation be damned, but I think she'll be able to find something. I. I just think like if you can get if you can make it to wwe there's something with you and she is a name like she is legitimately a star that they made kind of Mm,
1: yeah i mean to be honest i haven't seen her in a while so i can't speak too much about her
0: okay so for the rest of these i'm just gonna play a game with you where i'll just say the name and you tell me if you know them or not okay i I highly doubt you have any opinion on any of these guys uh Okay, grand metal no Lindsay Dorado
1: <laughs> No
0: that's, that's Lucha House Party by the way
1: Oh okay Okay I know them but I didn't know it was him <laughs>
0: and Kalisto's been gone for a while So like that's the yeah, rest of Lucha yeah. House Party gone now I see uh, Mia Yim uh, Sounds familiar She yeah. was in NXT for a while And she was like she had some good matches I see and she is uh, Keith Lee's girlfriend is
1: that Okay her? I see
0: Eva Marie
1: Oh Okay uh, I mean She's She's pretty old too uh, is she, I mean
0: I, it, I actually don't know About this one Because she's been around She's 37 too Wow I mean granted That's not That's not that old In the grand yeah. scheme of life But like man, I did not know She was 37 Interesting mm. Okay well Let's move on Harry Smith no that's that's a davy davy boy smith jr uh british bulldog's son
1: oh okay Um, oh oh i see
0: he had a different name before and now he's just harry smith for some reason well he won't be harry smith anymore because he just got released but like they changed his name for some reason (laughs) okay you'll definitely won't know this one b fab
1: Uh, what (laughs) okay no
0: so funny story about BFAP. So she's she's uh the female member of a of a faction on SmackDown right now. From they just moved up from NXT. And she's the female member of that of that faction. And she oh. literally just signed a new contract like a week ago. No joke. A week really? ago. And if you ever uh, want like an example how fucked up the wrestling business is, especially how fucked up WWE is, like. A few years ago, there were guys that wanted out of their contracts. Um, Luke Harper being the main example, Brody Lee, uh, for you AEW guys, like he wanted out of his contract because they weren't using him, but WWE refused to let him go because they didn't want him to go to another company because they they knew that he was he was a he was a pretty big name and that he was probably going to hurt the WWE if they let him go. So they uh-huh. managed to like hold them for almost like I think over like over six months for sure I think almost a year. And now, for whatever like whenever WWE feels like they don't need you, they can just release you just like that.
1: Man, what, yeah, tough business to get into and to stay in, I guess. <sighs> so Got literally
0: re- signed a new contract a week ago.
1: I guess, uh, God please Vince somehow.
0: Yeah. Um, Frankie Monet? No. Amber Moon?
1: Amber Moon, huh?
0: I Amber Moon actually her. went back to NXT. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I remember her some
1: stints of uh, when she was in the main roster. I actually,
0: mean, they never did anything with her, which was very sad because I watched her in NXT. She was really good.
1: Mm. Oh, man
0: um okay scarlet she is uh she is carrying cross's girlfriend i doubt you know her
1: uh, i don't cross but not the girlfriend much yeah
0: okay oni lorkin no trey baxter
1: trey baxter not really
0: jesse K- kamea no yeah I'm pretty sure you won't know any of these. Zeta Ramir. No. Trina Cortez. No. And Jeep G- Brahma. Now I know you know that one. I'm kidding. I I, I okay, yeah. you don't know that one. It's I right. don't even know that one. So. I don't even know. Yeah. So that's it for the releases. Really unfortunate that they have to do this. And by the way, most of the the, li- the listed reason, the official reason why these releases happened was budget cuts. And if if you're, and if you're saying like, oh, maybe they do, did need to do budget cuts. Um, they just reported their highest quarterly earnings of all time, two hundred and fifty million dollars in profits. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. I mean, granted, to be fair, the few years ago they just started signing just about everybody, knowing that they were never going to use all of them, and so they were just hoarding talent so that other companies can't get them. So so like at some point they were gonna release these guys anyways but it sucks that they have to do it this way and it's just and like just a lot of wasted potential like keith lee like is a prime example like he would he he could have been a really big star karen cross could have been a really big star hell ember mood scarlet you guys don't have a lot of women (laughs) right now on the main roster so like it's just it's just what are you guys doing at this point I don't know what the hell they're looking for anymore
1: I don't know uh, it's uh, I guess very tricky for WWE now well, I mean who, who are we saying it's its Vince isn't it Vince it's a lot of all Vince, the yeah. shots
0: he's also got a new advisor now which I'm assuming is one of the reasons why there's been so many of these uh, dramatic changes yeah it's i mean like it's a very scummy thing on their part and you know it's pretty fucked up again most of these guys will land on their feet and for the lower level nxt guys hopefully they are able to kind of find their niche able to find you know more bookings like best of luck to them but most of these guys will be able to land on their feet and hopefully like a company scoops them up it's a lot of talent
1: yeah i guess we shall see
0: Okay, well, this uh, episode was a bit longer than I expected, to say the least. Um, if Do you have anything else you want to quickly go over?
1: Mm, not that I could think of. How about you?
0: Well, that, I'm done, too. Uh, I just want to quickly go over these releases. And uh, yeah, so um, I'll be back on Sunday, probably afternoon, Sunday evening uh, after, the, after the Pacers game. Long will be the, at his um, well at Levi Stadium, right? Yes. Yes. He will be at Levi Stadium, so everyone pray for him to to see a very good game.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's against the Cardinals, so they're in a seven-one game, seven-one uh, uh, record right now. So we'll see.
0: I mean, they. I mean, forty nine has got to make up for that Jimmy G game, right? At some point, you know, maybe this is the game. Uh, the maybe, Jimmy I mean... G game. This is the Jimmy G game.
1: He did pretty well last game, in my, in my opinion.
0: Uh, I'm just, I'm just trolling at this point because I know most of the fan base does not like Jimmy G.
1: Yeah, uh, it, I mean, it's kind of like the Kings, you know. You can't really rely on Twitter.
0: Okay, uh, fair enough. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know enough about football, but I'm trying to learn about football. So maybe one of these days we'll be able to talk some football on here.
1: Okay, yeah, well, you should probably watch a game someday. Probably not someday because you know, lots of uh, kings to look after.
0: Well, only if you start watching wrestling again. Okay, well that's it for us. <laughs> um, okay, play us out. All right, we'll see you guys later.